Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. If you saw on social media, this week we have a very exciting guest coming your way, and that's the creative Rachel DeVoe. Some of you may already know Rachel from her popular Instagram page, Rachel's Good Eats, where she shares recipes and workout videos. Based in Seattle, Rachel is a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer. She's also the co-founder of Toast Society Cafe and Recreation Sweat. But today she's here to chat about her new debut cookbook, Rachel's Good Eats, which is now a New York Times bestseller. The book features 110 healthy recipes that are gluten-free, dairy-free, and refined sugar-free. And you may have seen some of them already if you follow Rachel's social media, but the book also contains over 75 new recipes as well. Rachel was so much fun to chat with, and this cookbook she developed has some delicious-looking recipes in it that I can't wait to talk about. So let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. So Rachel, like I just said, I am so thrilled to have you on. Uh, I was just reading your cookbook over the weekend, Rachel's Good Eats, easy, laid back, nutrient rich recipes. And there's so much in there to unpack and so much I want to eat. So um, (laughs) I'm a foodie. I love food. Uh, You have such an interesting career. For those who don't know, you're a registered dietitian and a certified personal trainer, but you also have this flourishing Instagram account, Rachel's Good Eats, that you've been running for several years now. And, you know, here we are, you have a cookbook, your first cookbook launching. What an exciting journey. Um, Like I said, thanks for coming on to chat about it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on. I think my Instagram has just allowed me so many opportunities over the years. And when I first made it, it was so funny. It's It was never a thought in my mind that it would grow or turn into what it is. So I think just by, you know, being consistent, posting pictures of my food has, you know, it's my passion. So for me to be able to do that and yeah, come out with my first cookbook is the biggest dream. So I'm so, so very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like for those who don't know your Instagram account, I mean, you started that in college, which I think is is so interesting because Instagram has changed so much over the years. And I mean, the way individuals can go viral nowadays, it's so it's, (laughs) I mean, I think it's genuinely so fascinating, but you've been, you know, running this account for the past few years now and, you know, coming out with your first cookbook, how has this journey been? Did you ever think, you know, starting an Instagram account would lead to this amount of success and generating a following and, you know, enough of a following that you're putting out cookbooks and your, you know, your message, your, your brand (laughs) is resonating with so many different people. No, I didn't. But I think as it started to grow, I think those dreams just started to, you know, happen in the back of my mind. 
since I think it was high school, I've really been passionate about food in general. And so I think from that point, I, it was always this far-fetched dream of, you know, making a cookbook one day, but it was so far away in my mind that I think having it finally here and coming out this month is super surreal and crazy for me, but I don't know. It's been a big learning journey. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I think by being consistent and kind of having this account for seven years now, crazy, it's been that long, but growing my community over that amount of time, it's led to a really loyal following. And I think some of the downsides of, you know, going viral with one video and then you get this huge audience, it's not the people you want, you know, they don't tend to be super supportive. you see a lot of more negative feedback I've noticed on those viral videos. So I think for me, just being super consistent with what I post and staying true to what I'm passionate about, which is just living a healthy um, and balanced lifestyle as much as I can and sharing that with my audience. So I'm very grateful that for the community that I've built over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up a really good point there because I've had on different uh, individuals, whether they be, you know, true and true influencers or, you know, people who their careers really blend with their and mesh into their social media activity. Right. And, you know, we talk about virality a lot, like the concept of going viral. And I, I think, you know, you brought up a really good point is, you know, going viral like that. It doesn't mean, you know, remembrance forever. Like it, mm-hmm. it can be very fleeting. So, you, you know, you brought up consistency and I think consistency truly is key and in social media and in what you're putting out. Um, but I think what's, what I personally really love about your page is that, you know, you balance your sort of background as a dietitian and then, you know, at, with, with fitness as well as a certified fitness instructor, you kind of balance those two really well. And it's like a joining of both worlds on your mm-hmm. page and you're pretty consistent in putting out content and content for each of those sort of parts of you. Um, and do you find that balance ever tricky at times or have you, you know, doing this for seven years now, have you kind of, you know, gotten to the groove of it, of how you do it? I think it's definitely a balancing game. It's never truly balanced. I go at it in terms of putting my content out very organically. Usually that day or maybe the day before I'll know what I'm going to post. I'm not one to, you know, have a whole content calendar and have, you know, X, Y, and Z scheduled for, you know, every week of the month. That's not me. But I think that also allows me to kind of flow with the different seasons. What am I, you know, more passionate about this week or this month? And so it kind of allows me to dive deeper into certain topics. Yeah, my page is a lot of nutrition. It's a lot of fitness, but there's also some just lifestyle factors as well, giving my tips and tricks. So I don't know. I think health and fitness truly just blend so well together. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to become both a dietitian and a personal trainer, because you can't have one without the other. So I think my page is just really that stepping stone for people that want to start living a healthier lifestyle. I love giving really easy to follow tips, very digestible material and fun recipes that you're going to love the taste of. So you're not going to miss, 
you know, the takeout, you're going to love cooking recipes from home and knowing exactly what is going into those recipes. So being aware of ingredients is a huge, huge part of my brand. So yeah, it's a good blend of, of everything, health and wellness vibe on my page. For sure. For sure. And, you know, you brought up, um, you know, sort of just like some of your philosophies there when it comes to, uh, food and nutrients and, and sort of balancing that with wellness. Um, and I think, you know, you talk a lot about that in the introduction, in the introduction of your book, and I'm looking at it right now, I'm going to put it up, but you know, Rachel's good eats. I think this was such a fun, you know, browse through. And there's so many, I told you, there's so many recipes I personally want to start making myself. And, you know, you have over a hundred recipes, so many of them that can be made, you know, in under 30 minutes, you know, they don't take long, which is great for somebody who like me, I find myself kind of busy, especially in the evenings and making a meal or meal prepping can be hard to like carve out that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd love to get into some of the recipes you share in this book. Things that stood out to me that I'm already, you know, I've written down are your blackberry pecan baked oatmeal, white bean chicken chili, Mm -hmm. uh, cilantro Caesar salad, which sounds so great and refreshing. Um, And then you're better than takeout orange chicken. So looking at, you know, just all the recipes you put in, I mean, I'm genuinely curious, how do you even sit down to say like, all right, like, like, how do you figure out what all you're putting into the book? Oh gosh. Well, with it being my first cookbook, I definitely wanted to pull a lot of fan favorites, recipes that my audience goes back to over and over again. So you'll find quite a few of those. There are 75 brand new recipes that I've added to the mix, but I did want to keep some staples like my enchilada skillet, um, my cookie skillet, my Twix bars. Sweets obviously are, I love making sweets. And so that is the biggest chapter in the book. And I'm very proud of it. There's so many good dessert ideas and quick bites. Um, but it was kind of a mix. I wanted a good balance that people can use this cookbook for literally every day of the week. It's for every occasion. There's breakfast, there's smoothies, which I'm a big smoothie gal. Every single morning I have one. Um, there's salads, there's snacks and gatherings, mains, drinks. There's, I was going to make these today. They, we have immunity shots at the end as I'm gearing up for this book tour. I need to make sure my, my immunity is on point. So there's ginger Uh, immunity shots you can make for the week. My iced matcha latte, there's creamy cashew milk. There's so many good ones that whether you're cooking for yourself or for your family, you are going to find some gems in here that you're going to love. And there's, yeah, there's so many different, you know, you brought up, uh, just, you know, different types of ingredients used. Um, there's a lot, you know, of recipes for vegetarians, people who like meat, people who, you know, like myself really shouldn't have dairy, um, but love still like a rather cheesy or creamy dish. Like you have those alternatives in there, Mm -hmm. which are so wonderful too. So like you said, there's really, you know, everything under the sun for, for really what anybody likes, which is so fun. Um, and I just think, you know, as we're getting into summer, there's so many recipes in there, like tacos and salads, and there's just so much in there, um, that I'm personally looking to, you know, start whipping up in the kitchen. Um, but I, I, I'd love to know with, you know, we talked about a little bit about your career with the, the Rachel's Good Eats page and then launching this book because it comes out on the 18th of April. But by the time this episode gets out, it'll already be out and available for, you know, people to go get. 
you know, launching this book and, and putting so much of your work, you just said going through and, and, you know, seeing what are my, like, what are the fan favorites? What can you sort of harness and, and put out there? Um, what did you learn from that experience of, of launching this, you know, getting ready for the launch of this book and, you know, carefully curating and crafting all these recipes and putting it into one big thing and saying like, this is mine. Well, first of all, people tell you how hard it is to make and write a book, but I don't think you truly know until you go through it yourself. So going through that whole process, it was, it's going to be two years since I very first um, started it and, you know, getting my publisher, getting my literary agent. So in that whole situation, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my message is continuing to show people that you don't need a lot of ingredients to make healthy meals. And I think just by looking at the recipes, you'll see that and taste is king. So all my recipes focused on taste over everything. Yes, all of them are gluten-free, dairy-free, and refined sugar-free. That's just how I eat on a daily basis um, based off my intolerances, how it makes me feel. And so that's a big part of what I want to share with people. And I know that just from my community who have been making my recipes for years, they've seen the biggest difference and felt the biggest difference, which is so rewarding to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so important too, with how food makes you feel. Um, mm-hmm. cause that sort of leads into, and I'll ask you that as well, but one of my questions regarding food and working, you know, in, in your respect as a dietitian, like working in that realm, um, because I've learned just over the past year and especially during the pandemic when immune systems are shot. Um, but also just with, I, I moved over to England, um, when did I move over in 2021? And I've been sort of, you know, traveling back and forth oh, between wow. the states a lot. Um, but I I learned that, you know, basically since I got over there, my vitamin D, I'm like vitamin D deficient. And uh, as I'm sure everybody in that Me too is. in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I've learned certain things about um, just making sure, you know, the vitamins I'm getting and all of that, it, it sounds so silly to, to be surprised by it, but you know, all of that you can get from your food. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at, if you're not feeling well, um, which like I said, sort of last year, I I went through a period where I really wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, I'm not sick, but I'm not doing great. And, you know, looking at, okay, like how much B12 am I getting? How much B6 am I getting? My vitamins, my, like all of that. And looking at how it's directly correlated to the food you're eating. And am I getting mm-hmm. enough leafy greens? Oh, am I, you know, having enough, you know, red, red peppers or or, or just so many ingredients I looked mm-hmm. at and the, the benefits they each have. It sounds so silly to say, but to be shocked by it, I was. And I think, you know, I'd love to know, you talk about some of your, your philosophies, like food is fuel. It sounds so obvious, right? But I feel like just from my sort of, you know, run with it over the past few years and looking at, all right, what am I eating and how is that directly correlating to how I feel today? Mm-hmm. Um, I was shocked by that. So is there anything that you feel with, with your work in, in dealing with, you know, as a dietitian and dealing with food and how people are eating, is there anything that's really, you know, stood out to you that we as a society maybe aren't grasping? Um, like I said, the whole, the whole concept of 
you know, food is fuel. Like I'd love for you to sort of expand upon that and just maybe talk about some of the, some of the things that you think people may be, you know, missing out on or not Mm -hmm. really realizing about the things they eat every day. For sure. Well, one food manufacturers, it seems like they want to trick us with everything they're putting out there. So one of my priorities is just to help people pay attention to what they're consuming. Look at the ingredients list. I, First of all, I went through my fair share of, you know, trying different diets, seeing what works for me. I counted macros for a while. It was way too stressful. Um, I probably lasted like a month, maybe two months, but it just wasn't for me. And going back to just focusing on food as fuel, how is this red pepper benefiting my body? Oh, it's full of vitamin C. Like that's going to help my immune system. So if I can incorporate red bell pepper into my week, like that's going to help make me feel better. So again, just paying attention to the ingredients list, trying to cook as much from home. I know for a lot of us, like that is tough to do because we are so go, go, go. We're so busy. But if you can make maybe you just make dinners at home and you go out to lunch. Um, but you know what you're getting for lunch has, you know, nutritional benefit to it. It's nutrient dense ingredients. Then that's a win. You know, if you can just kind of help yourself in certain ways, not every way, because I know for a lot of people, nutrition can just be so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so people might not even try to branch into eating healthier because they think it's an all or nothing approach. When in reality, it's like, just try to do, you know, make that healthier option every now and then, and that'll become a habit. And then you'll start to, honestly, you'll feel a difference in your body. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll have less brain fog. You'll start to sleep better, especially paired with exercise and daily movement. So the more you start to do these things, you will feel a difference. And that's exactly what I share on my page. It's nothing like in your face. It's more of just simple tips that have worked for me. Um, and honestly, just going back to easy to make recipes that we can all just, um, you know, incorporate into our daily lives to make it a little bit easier to make ourselves feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. Well, especially, you know, you brought up exercise and I'd love to sort of transition into that element of your wonderful career because working in, in fitness, one thing, you know, you just brought up how beneficial it is to like incorporate exercise into your daily life. And I think for me, that's one thing that I've gotten into a really terrible habit of some days, you know, working from home, working remotely, there's mornings where, you know, I wake up and I just go right onto the computer and, you know, start my day. I know, And it's so easy <laughs> to slip into that habit of, all right, you know, I don't have to commute to work this morning. So I'll just, you know, not leave the house this morning. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to train myself now where it's like, all right, just because, you know, I'm I don't have to physically leave the house for work this morning doesn't mean I like shouldn't leave the house and try and just go for like a walk, go on a 10-minute walk, go grab a coffee, go maybe mm-hmm. to the store and browse around, do something to just get out of the house because I've I mean, instantly seen results and just how better I feel just throughout the day um, by just doing a little walk in the morning and doing a walk at the end of the day, even, you know, closing out the laptop and just saying, I'm, I'll answer those emails in a minute, but yeah. I'm, I need to take a walk right now. No, I totally feel that. I literally posted it on my Instagram stories yesterday, the day before that I go through the exact same thing. I get sucked into my email right when I wake up. I 
usually make my espresso and then I sit at my coffee or I sit at my table with my computer, which is Mm -hmm. a mistake that I have learned about myself. And if I usually, if I don't get movement in, in the morning, the chances of me doing it later in the day are very, very low. So I'm an AM workout gal. I think it's important to find out what is best for you. Everyone is different. Maybe you have more energy in the afternoons or the evenings after work. But if I don't get movement in, if I don't get my workout in, in the mornings when I'm first awake before work, I have just found that I am a nicer person when I do. (laughs) I feel better. It's my form of therapy. Um, I'm awake. I'm more energized for the day. So there's so many benefits that outweigh that negative where it's like you do have to put in place some tips and tricks that will help you get to that point. So maybe you stash your computer away in a spot where it's not easy to get to in the mornings and Mm -hmm. you have a routine. Maybe you set your mat up. You know, if you work from home and you work out from home, you set your mat up, you have your workout clothes all ready to go. You make it very easy for yourself in the morning so that it's an easy decision. You know, you want to make, um, those easy decisions for yourself and set yourself up for success. So the more you can do thinking ahead is going to help you in the long run. So, yeah. Well, and especially I'm so glad we're like exiting spring now. And um, I'm so excited for just the warmer months because especially in the winter, like I brought up going on a walk, you know, whether it be in the morning or at the end of my day, it's so much harder to do that when it's like terrible. Yeah. (laughs) It's pouring rain right now. So that's probably the last thing I'd want to do. Um, but if you can like schedule in your workout class or maybe you text a friend like, Hey, do you want to go to Pilates after work with me? Mm -hmm. So like just making appointments and even putting it in your calendar is like one additional step you're doing to kind of solidify that decision that you're making ahead of time. Yes. I am all for putting just really any event in my life, whether it be a meal, anything in my calendar. Yeah. Yeah, Put reminders on it. It holds Mm -hmm. me accountable. It holds me accountable. And I I love doing that. If it's, yeah, sending out a calendar invite, I'll do it because it keeps me accountable and it lets me know, you know, what I have to juggle in a day. Exactly. Um, And yeah, it just makes it more manageable and like holds Mm -hmm. me to it. So, um, you know, with working out as well, I'd love to know, you know, you looking at your account and how you got so into, you know, sharing your fitness journey and just your fitness tips, tricks during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, how was that and how did that impact sort of just the work you're doing today? I imagine during the pandemic, you know, you're doing so many different videos. Did you find that you developed even more of a following during that time from people? Cause I know myself, I was trying to, I thought, what else is there to do? Might as well try and take advantage of this time and, you know, work on fitness. Yeah. I had never been a workout from home girl. Like I, that wasn't me at all. I couldn't find the motivation. Like it felt, you know, so different. I want to go to the gym, but being tied down at home and being someone who, you know, was used to putting out fitness content, I felt like it was my responsibility to kind of be there for, my community. And I started doing live workouts two times a week in our kitchen. We lived in a townhouse at the time. So I started out by myself and I think it took like a week or two for my husband to join. Um, But it was so much fun. Like it was a way that we could all 
come together and make a positive, you know, hour of your day at max, a positive experience and situation when, you know, a lot of us were going through it and it was a depressing time and very negative. So I think by building that community, yeah, I got a huge audience joining in. I think at one point there was like 40,000 people on my live workout one day and it was like, oh, wow, like this is really, you know, it's helping people. It's making people feel better. Like you get a good sweat. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is you can get a good sweat in five feet of space. You don't need a lot. You don't even need weights. We were doing a lot of body weight exercises, grabbing wine bottles, grabbing water bottles. So I think just showing people again, like I want to put out convenient, you know, tips and tricks that people can just use at home, use whenever. And that living a healthy and you know, active lifestyle. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be a chore. It could be fun. And just knowing that we're all, you know, going through it um, makes it a little bit better. And I love doing community-wide workout challenges. We're doing actually a good sweat strength challenge right now. It's my eight-week gym guide. So we have, you know, thousands of girls doing it together. And it's so much fun sharing our tips going through, sharing quotes, um, just kind of cheering each other on, which makes it way better knowing you're not in it alone and you can hold each other accountable. Totally. As, especially when you're doing those remote workouts, because another thing like the accountability and, and just also just feeling like I love going to the gym with friends, but then it's so much harder. You know, I feel like when I was in college, it's, you know, so easy. You go, go to the gym with friends and, and then, you know, you enter working world and everybody has their own schedules and things get a little busy and maybe you get to meet up once a week or once every other week for a workout, but it's, it's hard getting on the same schedule in that respect. So I love, you know, having sort of when you're doing those remote workouts, having a community within that I think is so important and at least something that I really value. Mm -hmm. So that was the one thing I was going to ask with sort of your fitness, all your fitness, um, you know, the exciting things popping up with that. How can people follow along and either, you know, participate in workouts or learn more? Um, How can they do all that? Yeah, you can find, I think Instagram, it's so frustrating. They deleted so many of my live workouts from quarantine because I used, you know, copyright music. I use my Spotify playlist, but there's still quite a few on there. So you can find them under my Reels tab on Rachel's Good Eats. I also have several workout programs you know, all the way from working out at home, all you have is dumbbells and a chair. And then all the way to my strength program, which I released at the beginning of this year, which is a eight week progressive gym guide. And it's meant to build muscle in the gym and make you more confident. So found a big community through that. And it's so much fun because People have found so many changes, not just physically, but mentally as well, which is, I think, a huge win. If you can get, you know, a positive hour in your day, which is movement, it makes you happier. Um, And then following that with, you know, fueling afterward with nutrient dense food, I think it all just blends together. Totally. I, you know, I can't help but agree, (laughs) especially (laughs) after looking through, like I said, looking through your cookbook. Um, and I want to just circle back to that because I'd love to know, you know, I talked about some of my favorite, you know, the recipes that stood out to me and the ones I'm really excited to make, 
But what are some of your favorites uh, in this book? You know, you brought up, you have some tried and true classics that you've made over the years, and then you have some new ones as well. So what's your favorite? What do you think people are going to like? What have you been making lately? Let me pick one from a few different sections. So from my smoothie section, there is an insane salted caramel espresso smoothie. So if you want a little caffeine, you want a little smoothie, combine the two. It's Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, There's a white bean tuna salad that's so easy to make for lunches that's packed with protein. So it's going to leave you full for hours. I have a hearty minestrone soup. One of my favorite mains is Mexican street tacos with avocado chimichurri. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. I can't even tell you how good it is. And then for dessert, one of my new recipes is a key lime tart. So it's no bake. It's really easy. You basically just make the crust and then the filling and let it sit in the fridge to harden and chill. And it's so good. Yes. I saw that as well. And I, again, I thought like what a perfect dish for, I mean, all year round truly, but like, especially as we're going into the warmer weather months. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the espresso, the caramel espresso, uh, smoothie, you have to, make I feel one. like, yes, I feel like we're living in the <laughs> era of, um, every bar I'm at, like everybody's drinking espresso martinis and, yeah. um, I'm naturally like a big coffee drinker. So I, you know, I love any like hint of like coffee flavoring or just, you know, coffee beans, anything like that. I love. So I'm very excited to check that one out. Okay, good. You'll have to let me know what you think. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we talked about sort of the rewarding aspects of the book for you. What are you hoping that, you know, readers and, you know, anyone around the world trying to maybe improve, whether it be you know, what they're eating in a week, maybe their mindset and outlook on food. What are you hoping they'll take away from this book? Again, I think my main message is that living a healthy lifestyle, eating healthy doesn't have to be a chore. Like you can have the same classic recipes like a Twix bar, but just choose the healthier option. And maybe that's making it from home with better for you ingredients that are actually going to be a benefit to your body as opposed to, you know, causing inflammation in your body. Um, yeah, focusing on ingredients, um, that fuel you obviously I've already said that before, but I think my recipes are a great lead into living a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think, you know, one thing I didn't tell you before, but I personally took away from, you know, looking through all the recipes in this book and, you know, looking at the ingredient list and everything, I, cause I love recipe books. I love cookbooks. And, you know, in the past I've found, you know, I've come across certain cookbooks where I'm either really passionate about, um, some of the recipes that are in there, but then I start looking at them and there's some that just make you feel bad for how you already eat. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, there's others that, you know, are just too complicated. It's like, I can't even pronounce this dish type of a, you know, whether it be a vibe. Um, and then like, like I said, I think in what I mean, making you feel bad about what you already eat. It's like, I sometimes when I approach a cookbook, like I'm not always looking to, you know, completely transform the way I'm eating, but definitely improve it. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really special about your book is, you know, there's looking through these recipes, there's some new things, definitely a lot of new things for me. Um, but there's nothing in it that 
you know, I'm, I'm like too scared to make, or I'm too that I don't. I know, felt I don't that understand. way about other cookbooks too. And I think it kind of just turns you off a little bit because maybe it's just, you're not used to it. It's not familiar. A lot of these recipes will be familiar to people like crispy chicken parm. I've been making it for so long and I just had a message I think it was this morning that um, a girl made it for her husband and he now prefers my recipe versus the classic. So Mm -hmm. knowing that I have, you know, not grown up eating healthy, I have truly put that into thought here. And I have included tons of classic recipes that people are going to be familiar with. Maybe there's some, you know, new ones to you, but it's not going to be anything that's too complicated. It's very simple ingredients and very simple directions as well. Yeah. And I think too, like you brought up some like classic and and not just like your fan favorite recipes, but like chicken parm, like a classic dish. Mm-hmm. But I think what I really love about it is you've taken classic dishes and you've shown how using really like a well-balanced ingredient list, really mm-hmm. good ingredients, like actually <laughs> ingredients that are good for you um, and, you know, just good for mind and soul and body and all that, uh, how hearing that and, and using those ingredients and using, you know, these, these healthier ways to create meals um, you know, how that can transform sort of your life. And mm-hmm. I think that's, what's really important. And that's what I took away from it. Like I said, there's been so many cookbooks in the past where I stare at the recipes and I'm like, j- like, I've never even heard of this stuff and <laughs> yeah. God help me when I'm like walking around the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of my recipes use ingredients that you probably have in your kitchen. Maybe if it's someone who's transitioning completely with an unhealthy lifestyle. Maybe they don't have as many of the ingredients, but that's why I included basically all my kitchen essentials in the beginning of the book. There's fridge staples, there's kitchen must-haves. So I have it all listed. If you want to kind of stock up on all the things, make sure you're ready to make all my RGE recipes. <laughs> yes. No, I love that you did that as well, because there's certain things, um, you know, I was looking at different types of flour and I'm like, Hmm, like that'd be good to sort of revamp my pantry and like get mm-hmm. a little, just like, you know, usual cooking ingredients, just certain spices and, and flowers and, and all that. And I love that you listed those all. Cause now I can just, you know, sort of yeah, and- that at the store. Totally. And I'm sharing my philosophy in the beginning, which is something that I felt was so necessary to necessary to include, not just recipes, but I want to set you guys up in terms of how I think as a dietitian and what I think in terms of fueling your body. So there are tons of information and tips in the beginning to kind of get you in that same process as I was, you know, going through and making these recipes and focusing on, you know, limiting added sugars, finding a healthy swap, which is what I love to do in my recipes and listening to your body is a huge one as well. Such an important one. And it's really funny because I just finished reading. I don't know if you've happened to read it yet. And if anybody listening has read it, but Stanley Tucci's book taste. No, but I follow um, him on Instagram. I love his videos. Yes. Well, you, you have to read it. I just finished reading. Um, you know, it's basically his, a memoir of his, that's all about his relationship and journey with food, which it's just truly so great because I mean, it's a book solely about like talking about food. And then he shares recipes from his travels and, 
And it's really wonderful. And I feel like I just finished that and it like pepped me up with like the Mm. biggest appetite, but also, you know, because he talks about so much about how, you know, certain foods like they transport you to whether it be memories, your childhood, but then also how it makes you feel like on the inside. Mm -hmm. And as cheesy as that sounds, you know, then (laughs) immediately finishing that book and then opening up your cookbook and then looking through everything and reading about your philosophies and, and how, you know, food is fuel. Um, It's, it's fuel for your soul and how it makes you feel um, and, you know, how it impacts your health and all those things. I think it was such a wonderful transition. I love Um, that. Yeah. I'll have to read it. I'll add it to my list. Oh, it's so good. And um, yeah, so I, like I said, this book is just so exciting. I'm I'm so excited for you and just the journey you've been on. You know, that's why I, I love, you know, bringing people on and to, to talk about growth. I think that's a big theme for this season is, you know, I, I've been talking a lot about my personal growth and just how individuals, how we evolve with our careers and our perspectives. And I think, you know, looking at you, you started this Instagram page in college and like, look where it's gotten you to. And oh my gosh, I know it's been a wild ride and I feel so grateful. And like you said, you have the capacity for everything. Like you're going to, everyone's going to go on their own growth journey. Just two weeks ago, I was asked by one of my old professors in college to basically do a zoom with her nutrition class, which is the same class that I went through and I took with her. And so for me to talk about what I'm doing now, and for me to talk about my cookbook, like it was so surreal and just kind of showed me like, oh my gosh, I came from that nutrition class and now I'm here. You know, it's just all so much hard work, so much focusing on your passion and doing for me, it's been doing what I love every day. Like, yeah, it's so hard and no one teaches you how to, you know, make your own business and been a lot of learning along the way, but it's been so rewarding. So for my cookbook to finally be here, it's like the wild ride and I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm so excited that it's finally almost out. (laughs) Well, yeah, it'll be for sure. It'll be out. It'll be out. (laughs) It'll be out. And it's going to be such an exciting chapter, I think, for you to embark on and just seeing where, you know, it takes you next is so fun. And I'm, you know, all your handles are going to be linked in this episode descriptions that people can follow along if they haven't been already and just, you know, see why so many people love you and the work that you do. Um, but I always love asking with this being handling it, Rachel. So with this being handling it, and we talk about sort of, we talked about careers and and where, how we all evolve and, and grow. And I think advice has always helped me in my life and seeing how, you know, other people are doing things, how other people are handling things is so important and impactful. And I'd love to know, has there been a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned, you know, throughout your life that's really helped you handle it? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Maybe the quote, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Like you really have to put in the hard work. I really don't take weekends off. And I, (laughs) for first probably five years, like there was no really breaks because for one, I was just, you know, so happy to post about it. And then like, you know, you go through the seasons of it being high pressure to post every single day and staying consistent and all the things. So I go through seasons all the time where I'm not motivated to keep it up. But I think, yeah, the heart, like just 
putting in the hard work, no one's going to do it for you. This is your business. And if you have these big dreams, like you're going to get yourself there. Mm-hmm. Well, especially, especially when you're your own boss and, you know, totally. working, I can only imagine, you know, with social media, there's, you know, it's this field, if you will, because it is, it's a profession. It's, you know, so many people use that for work and it's so interesting because there's not really a lot of rules for how you do things, you know, Mm -hmm. you sort of create your own path with it. And I think, like you said, there's so much time invested in it. You just said like five years where you're just nonstop going and it's really tough, but ultimately like you get yourself to that point. And I just, I I was traveling actually last week and I ran into, um, these, it was really cute. There were these two girls and they were with their moms and they were both, you know, preparing to go to college And one actually was preparing to go to college and the other one, you know, she wasn't sure if she wanted to go or not. And I kind of said, you know, I said to them, I was like, look, like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you go to college or if you don't, it's really, and if you do, and it doesn't matter what you study, you know, some people may disagree with that, but it it just, it matters what you make of it. It matters of what, what you make out of the life you have. And you're the one putting in the work, you know, whatever degree you go after, you're the one that, you know, can, can create your own success, um, to an extent, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I really do. I really believe that. Um, and especially with, with growing a brand and growing a business, you know, um, you're in control of so much of that. And it, it does, it's a lot of hard work. And like you said, it's hard to sort of be your own boss and, and balance it all, but you sort of just make it work and, and yeah, it, but it does, it takes work. Oh yeah. It's all about perspective too. And being open to any opportunity. I think for me, it worked a lot when every time I was nervous to do something, or if, you know, there was an opportunity that came about and I was asked to do something and it made me so scared. I knew that I had to do it. So I would say yes to everything. And I think once you say yes enough, like you get to that certain point in your career or your business where you can start being a little bit more strategic and the things that you say yes to and say no to. But I think in the beginning, it is all about just networking, building relationships, being open to any experience and yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> no, that's perfect. And yeah, yeah, say yes to as much as you can cuz you know, you're never going to regret I feel for the most part like having done something. I feel like you'll regret more if if you don't do mm-hmm. something and say like Especially oh. in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, now I'm at the point where I'm so busy where like I can't say yes to everything and that's fine, but I think in the beginning it's it's where it's super important because you meet so many people um, for me going through college, doing my dietetic internship, building those relationships really, you know, helped me get to the next level. And I think that's huge for, you know, especially women growing up and kind of leaning on each other and supporting each other, um, going through those years, especially. Definitely. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I think I always love ending the episodes on advice because I, ju- I just think it's, you know, you can only go up from there. You can only, yeah. you know, take away advice and and go off into the world with that. So um, thank you so much for coming on again, Rachel. I'm so excited for this book. Like I said, it'll be out when everybody hears this. So everybody go get it. So people can thanks, Catherine. <laughs> thanks for having me.
All right, everyone, how tasty do some of those recipes sound? I am definitely going to spend the summer trying out different ones. If you'd like to learn more about the book and where you can purchase it, there's a link in the episode description to do so. Thank you to Rachel so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.